Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee, and I've got Will with me today, as always. So, how you doing today, Will? I'm great. Didn't know that you were going to introduce me there, but cool, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm switching things up a little bit. You know, I just figured uh, this is this is we, we gotta we gotta talk. <laughs> we gotta talk, man. You know, we're uh, we're branching off and kind of doing our own thing. So it's nice to just you know switch things up a little bit, right? Anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we want to get together today to talk about Chapter 14 of The Mandalorian. This one's called The Tragedy. Um, it was actually directed by Robert Rodriguez, which. I feel like I don't read up about each episode until I watch it, and then at the end I go, I, I see who directed it, and I go, oh, wow. So I did not know that he was directing this one, so to see it at the end, I was like, that makes sense. I like this. I enjoy it. Um, what were your thoughts on Robert Rodriguez taking the director's seat? I'm mixed. I'm mixed with this episode. Okay. There are parts of it that I really oh. liked. All in all, it, mm-hmm. it, it advanced the story, and I got what I wanted. We have something of a crew coming together for what I feel like is going to be, you know, marching into the finality of what the season is going to be. And I'm, I'm, I'm on board with everything. Um, right. Some of the style that's going on here, the graphics, the, super, the special effects, eh, they're a little bit lackluster, especially compared to the rest of the season as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been saying this for the past two seasons now. Din is an idiot, and this episode really showcased <laughs> how stupid he really can be sometimes. Uh, right. Outside of that, though, I thought this was a really good episode. I love that the mm. story is getting ready to advance, and if you want to, we can just, you know, get into it, and you can take it from the top. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, I, my, my take on the episode, it's funny because we definitely talked about it a few episodes ago where we said, you know what? This episode was really well done. Uh, not a lot happened in it. However, it was really well done. And then you have the episode The Jedi that we did last week, and then this one, The Tragedy, and both of them just had a lot of stuff going on. So I, don't, I still don't feel like um, that means it was like an up-and-down season because it's, it's, the quality of it is still good, you know? So it was nice to see that, and then suddenly, like, when this happened, you're like, okay, it's about to go down, you know? You start to get a little bit of an idea of, like, what he has to do. Here's kind of like... The, you know, we're getting into the end game here, and this episode clearly was getting into that point where we're going, okay, you know, this, this is the, the big situation, like you said, the finale, or as you said, the finality of it that we're getting into. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see now that it's, as you said, building up a crew. I mean, as I said a few episodes ago, I'd love to see that happen at some point. Where he start, where he gets to that point where he realizes he can't do it all on his own. He starts building people, and we right. see that here. But, but, um, yeah, let's just kind of get into it here, as you were saying. Um, so Grogu, I'm gonna keep on saying his name until it becomes like second nature. Um, one thing I thought was funny, and it's the second time that we have Din um, communicating with Grogu by name. Have you noticed that every single time he says his name, Grogu goes girl. <laughs> And, like, looks up at him and responds in a much more, like, yeah, I'm paying attention to you way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, it's, for lack of a better term, it's, it's silly and cute, I will say. It's um, like having a pet. Yeah. It's like having a pet. You say your pet's name, eventually they're going to start to respond to you because they know their name. It's no, it's, it's right. no different from anything like that. Right. So I, I thought it was cool because at this point we're recognizing... You know, we're seeing Grogu 
not so much. I mean, I, I know you're saying pet, but I'm, I'm seeing it more like, okay, there's some communication going on here. I sent you a uh, little meme a few days ago that you didn't want to uh, look at um, because you thought it was a spoiler of some sort. But no, as we've seen in the other episode where he was trying to do the red wire and the blue wire, somebody made this dialogue, and it was pretty funny, of uh, Ahsoka talking to, to Din. And she says, yeah, he understands. And he's like, are you sure he understands? So does he understand, like, you know, the difference between a red wire and a blue wire? Because <laughs> I just want to make I just want to make sense, you know, whether he was just being you know, dumb or deliberately trying to screw with me, you know? <laughs> so that's kind of goes back to what we were saying before. I think there is a level of understanding between the two, but yet he's still an infant. So whatever. So we're kind of getting that, like there is communication happening. They do understand each other to a point. Obviously Grogu understands Din more than Din does. But in this episode, I noticed a lot more of, you could see that the Din was connecting with Grogu. So, I mean, pretty much right off the bat, he's talking to him, he does the whole thing with the ball, you know, the little knob on the, for the, um, the lever there. And he, he gets it, and he just yells out, Dank Ferrick! And at first I was like, what? Did he, he just yell, Dank Ferrick? Okay. And I didn't understand why he was upset, but, it, and it, you know, watching it, I was like, okay, it does make sense, because he's actually, and saying it out loud, like admittedly, in a way that he's he's disappointed that they're about to part ways, you know, that they have to part ways. You know, he's he's actually growing some kind of attachment. Um, another meme I've seen, and I, I feel like I get all my information from memes at this point. Right. Um, but another meme that I saw and I, I mentioned to you was they actually did like a side-by-side -side comparison of Grogu's res rescue in like the first episode to um, the rescue that they showed over time for Din, when he was basically hidden somewhere, um, about to get killed by a droid, and then, sure enough, you know, a Mandalorian comes and saves him. I'm like, huh, so we're seeing that side by side, like, this is a very similar type thing, so he's looking at it like, this is my, you know, f for him, in his development, Din, you know, he was raised by Mandalorians. So he kind of has this in his, you know, the back of his mind, in his heart, if you will, that that's kind of his responsibility is to take care of Grogu, you know, so even though he doesn't want to admit that because, you know, this is the way, um, you can tell that he's got that conflict there because he wants to do the right thing, but he's developed this bond out of a sense of, uh, I don't know, like, he just, he feels like it's his responsibility. What do you think about that? I think we're on two completely different pages there because That's what being, I bo being born... <laughs> Listen, being born a Force-sensitive, sentient being is completely different than being, <clears throat> for lack of a better term, indoctrinated by a religion. There are two completely mm -hmm. different things. That's, that's right. the way that I look at this. He was, yes, Din was rescued by Mandalorian, but he was kind of forced into that lifestyle without much of a choice. Mm-hmm. Groku, right. on the other hand, Groku, on the other hand, is you know no, from a Grogu. species that we're, we're, don't don't Grogu, mix us up with Dragon Ball Z. Fine, Grogu, Grogu. Since you're so you know up on uh, enunciation, <laughs> Grogu. On the other hand, he's from a lineage that was very clearly born like this. That he's this is who he is at his core. So they're two completely different things. That's the mm -hmm. way that I'm looking at this. Um, going back okay. to what you said before about you know there being somewhat of a bond. I am going to agree with you. 
until we get to the end of this episode. Because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, when we get to the end of this episode and Din is going around trying to, you know, put, put somewhat of a crew together, it's almost like it's almost like he reverts back to this is business. There's not mm-hmm. much there's not much empathy or 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 you know he's not being very vocal that he cares about this. He's he's acting very matter of fact by the end of this thing. And it goes back to one of my theories that the only reason why there's any kind of bond here at all, it I, I fully believe that it has to be somewhat force related. And I feel like the end mm. of this episode kind of kind of touched on that just a little bit. Oh, his demeanor when when Grogu <laughs> when Grogu when Grogu is gone, his entire demeanor changes. That 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 yeah. bond that attachment is is dropped. I, you, I don't do, think you it's do a matter see of his demeanor changing because of that. No, I, we see him go full on business because that's what he knows, and that's him basically keeping his emotions in check and and being like, "All right, now I mean business." You know, like we need to, we're putting together a crew. I don't care what this crew looks like, but I'm going to get these people together and we're going to get that thing back. And we see that when he talks to Kara and says, you know, after she gives him the excuse, I hate the Empire too. However, I got to follow, you know, I got to follow the rules right now because of this and that. And I've got these stripes on my badge, whatever. Um, but he goes, they have the child. And she looks up and it's like she, she recognizes it's, it's go time. You know, and you can tell by that's what he was getting at by by saying, listen, this is a serious thing. This isn't me just moving on saying, well, I tried. You know, he's saying, no, we're doing this because there's clearly something else going on here. There's a connection there. Eh. So I, 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 I get what you're what you're, you know, you're alluding to, but I don't I just don't agree. But hey, I know you don't agree. You, why, you, you we don't are it, different people. <laughs> the, the reason and it could be just as simple as. You are a father, and I am not, so we might just be looking at this from two different perspectives. That's eh, a possibility. That's I think a that's a very strong possibility. I think that's a very... And I you think it been, comes back... Since the, beginning, since the beginning of the series, you have been very high on this father-figure, child-figure-type relationship that these two have. Mm. And mm-hmm. I don't see it that way. And, that right. my, and that's probably because I don't have kids. You have kids, so yeah. you're coming from a completely different place than I am. It could be just as very simple sense. as that. I don't think either one of us, I don't think that makes either one of us any more right or wrong. I just think it's two different mm-hmm. ways of looking at it. Yeah, true. I mean, we'll, we, we will see who was right and who was wrong once we start getting more into it. Because if, if in fact, they are going into this whole, like, the only reason why he cares is because of something Force-related, I'm sure if that's the, the only, if that's the reason then we will find that out. And if it's not the reason, they'll just kind of keep going along and we'll understand that I was right. But hey, we'll see. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I know you said this episode was kind of iffy for you. I was just pumped about it for so many reasons because, again, they, they filled so many things in here that just made me so giddy. Um, and yeah, I mean, we get, we get all these different things. Again, I, I loved Iron Man. So we have some elements of Iron Man that were put in here, even though it wasn't um, Favreau at the at the the helm here. Um, I mean, he is overall, but anyway, yeah. I just I I think this was actually was a really great episode, and it filled in a lot of things, and we're we're seeing a lot of connection, and we're getting a lot of other things from um, previous movies as well, and just other stories filled in. 
And that's what makes me excited about this episode because they're they're still keeping everything Mando, yet they're they're filling in a lot of the gaps. You know, even for those who haven't done anything with the EU, including the animated series and whatnot. So the whole point in this, anyway, is that they're they're going to Tython, right? That's basically where Ahsoka Tano said that he needed to go, bring him over there, have him sit on the stone, and then, you know, basically connect to the Force and see which Jedi, you know, if any Jedi want to connect with him and come and help him out, you know? I, I thought that was interesting, and it, it still it begs the question, like, well... She wouldn't do it because she was afraid of what it might come, you know, come out to, which, as I mentioned before, well, because she even says, I've seen what this can do. You know, I've seen this mm-hmm. happen. I've seen other Jedi go down because of it. And she's obviously clearly referring to Anakin, you know, her old Jedi master or, or her right. old, um, yeah, who was teaching her. Um, so it, I, I like that, but I'm, I'm still wondering why she thought, Maybe she was saying, like, listen, I'm not going to do it, but maybe you'll find somebody who will want to take that risk. You know, that's kind of what's happening here. But it's still strange that, you know, with recognizing, well, she was wounded. I guess that makes sense. Wounded because of what happened. It's not not all that much of a mystery if she's talking about somebody who's a lot more powerful than she is. And we talked a little bit about that last episode. I hope it's not that. I really yeah, if I there's one thing if there's one thing I want to change is I really hope there are no heavy Skywalker references in this show. I think we've had right. enough of that. Um so right. I mean if 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 it comes out okay, so if we find out or if Anakin's name is dropped as one of her mentors, fine. If this is going in the other direction and he's and and, and Grogu is on this rock and he's reaching out and you get, you know, some kind of Luke reference, uh, hmm. I think that's going a little bit too far. I know yeah. you are all about, you know, the fan service. I'm still not. I, I, I think hmm. that would be a little bit, I think that would be a little bit much. Well, that would no, be a little I, too I agree on the with nose. You. Okay. I agree with you. If things are on the nose, it's like, uh, okay, you know, another one of these. I mean, obviously, we're going to get a Kenobi series, and Obi-Wan Kenobi is a pretty well-known character from the films, so... You know, that's going to be the most on-the-nose that we're going to have. There's going to be references to Luke and this and that. I mean, we all kind right. of have an idea that it's, ba- it's basically that's, while you he's know pr- what? protecting Luke. That's fine. That's fine. O- Obi-Wan on Tatooine, you know, doing whatever it is he's doing there and some reference to Luke mm-hmm. there, that's fine because that's, that's in the title, Kenobi. We know what we're all walking right. into. Right, exactly. It's a completely different and, story. But as, I'm as, on board and as we've, as we've seen, you know, even kind of like... With, um, just look at the MCU, <laughs> everything comes back to the MCU. I mean, especially because, you know, Favreau's involved, Disney's involved, it's, it's all connected in a sense. Um, we, we saw how, like, Iron Man came out, you know, and then Iron Man 2, and it's like, it's about technology, and then the more we, the more we got into the MCU, the more magical, you know, things started to get the more out there the more ridiculous things got you know it got away mm-hmm. from technology and more into like mystical you know and that was that was what they did they kind of slowly got us comfortable with it which i mean it's called desensitization is what it is and hollywood does that constantly but you know well just media in general does it 
but you know they're doing it here in a way where you're not, you're not getting into it saying oh it's wizards again okay whatever you know and that's what they did with the Mandalorian we don't talk of wizards we don't talk of space wizards Jedi Sith none of that stuff is really talked about in the very beginning of this show and that's what made this show so great it was very much a space western without any of the real special goofy stuff you know mm-hmm. we started getting it as we started seeing Grogu you know back then we all just knew him as Baby Yoda. Um, lifting up that mud horn and all that stuff. Like, okay, we're going to eventually see a lot more of this stuff happen, you know? And now we're really getting into it. Um, so one thing I thought was interesting, I mean, I, I love I, I love seeing him use his jetpack. In this episode, he, you know, he basically, they couldn't find a place to land near the rock. We're going to take this one with the windows down. And, he just, and he's just flying through the air. Grogu's we'll all there. giddy. We'll yeah. get there. Well, that's what I'm getting at right now. Okay. So, I mean, basically, he's flying around with the jetpack. I just think it's interesting, and I know you don't want to say, like, oh, well, this is just Iron Man again. No, no, okay. no, 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 not, not even <laughs> remotely where I'm going with this. I have no problems there. Okay. My, okay, problem, with the jet, my problem with the jetpack doesn't come until the end, and it goes into okay. how stupid he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are two oh, examples. Yeah. Okay, you know what? You know what? Fine. There are two examples in <laughs> on this episode particular of how just dumb he can be sometimes. The first is let's just jump all over the place. He tries to get through this force force field three different times. You figured he yep. would have learned after the first. That's number right. one. Number two, mm-hmm. when Grogu is being whisked away by the dark troopers, he doesn't mm-hmm. go get his jetpack. He just leaves it there. Well. One Mm -hmm. way that you could do something about this is go pick up your jetpack. He he just it doesn't even occur to him. Well, as we saw, Boba Boba went off and grabbed his, but I mean, yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. There's some there's some things that are happening here. I'm kind of going like what? And I as I was watching it um, the first time, I I remember saying, "Wait, is this the third time he's trying to go through the force field? Three times." You think he, he would have learned after the second time. Like, the first time, I was like, okay, uh, let me go do whatever. I say, I say you should have learned after the first. Like, that thing, like, that force field, whatever's going on with that thing, shot you back a good 20 feet. You're not getting through. And you try again. No, that's, not, that's, and that's, again. that's what happened the second time. The second time is when he got shot back. Like, okay, fine. Flew the back. second time is when he got shot back. So that's why I was saying, af- after the second time, he should, he should have given up. And that should have been it. When he <sighs> went back again the third time, I was like, yeah... Whatever. That's, that's, I agree. You know, and that's I've what makes this character this... relatable. <laughs> relatable? Him being dumb yeah. is relatable? Well, he's not, you know, invincible. No, but he's he fallible. should be a little bit... Just like any other he man. Be... He's what? He's fallible, just like any other man. My point. Relatable. He makes mistakes. So do we. We make dumb decisions, just like he did. So, that's where I kind of went with it. You know, we're not we're not critiquing this and saying, oh, wow, look how smart this guy is. This is not MacGyver. You know, this is not, you know, something else with some genius. You know, we're watching a guy who's fighting. You know, he fights well. Generally, somebody who's a good fighter is he's not. A, he's super a great smart fighter. Else. He's a great yeah. fighter. I, n- I never said I never said anything about his combat abilities. I've always right, praised him but for that's his my combat point. abilities. It's it's written very well, but he's not mm-hmm. the brightest bulb in the bunch. Exactly. You and I, you know, I'm comfortable in saying that both you and I are both more intelligent than this character. We might not be good well, fighters, but we're both more intelligent. If you mm-hmm. touched a hot tea kettle, you wouldn't touch it a second time. 
You would do it, it once <laughs> and then no, it doesn't. You would do it once okay, and well, then never again. Unless, of course, you've been drinking. Okay, perfect example. I have um, <laughs> I have this little light that's set up so when I do like updates and stuff like that or I'm having a Zoom meeting, it's it's basically a selfie light. You know, I have it set up on here so if I'm doing a video, I'm not like hiding in the dark because the way the lighting is in my in my office, my garage. Um, so I, I went to turn it on today and I guess I've used it so much that the button that turns the power on, it's just a little press, you know, um, like pressure button. I press that, and I'm pretty sure I got electrocuted this morning. And I was very hesitant to touch it again because I didn't know if I just, like, twisted my hand wrong. And it was just, you know you know when you feel like sometimes you might, like, strike, strike a nerve or whatever funny in your hand and you get, like, a, mm-hmm. a weird feeling? Right. I didn't know if it was that or actual electrocution. So when I went to shut the light off, I was very hesitant. It took me five minutes to build up the courage to even consider it. I did it. And I just, just so I can kind of feel the button now that there was no power going to it. And I'm like, yeah, that feels kind of cracked. So now there's electrical tape over that button. But yes, I get it. <laughs> I've been there. But the thing is, I was definitely hesitant the second time, you know, only to make to ensure that, you know, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm going to change something so I don't hurt myself again. Then no, I'm going to need this light again. So right now I have this nice, beautiful piece of yellow electrical tape over my button. So I don't shock myself anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was electrocution. Minor. But I digress. <laughs> um, the jetpack, yes, I get what you're saying there. It, it was kind of dumb. I, I did say, I, when I, was watch, I was watching this with Chuck, and I said, where's his jetpack? Like, I know he put it down at one point when he was talking to Boba, but where is it now? Like, why does he not have it? Because <laughs> that would be very helpful right now. Very. But that's that, that is what led to, you know, another savior popping up. But blah, blah, blah. We're not we're not telling this story to anybody listening to us so they can just hear the story from us. So obviously we're hopping all over the place so you kind of get what's going on. We know Boba Fett's in this and uh, it's just uh, I'm I'm excited. But back to the whole thing about who um, Grogu's reaching out to on this mountain now. There is um, a very convincing theory because one thing that we've noticed here is little subtle things are nods to um, other movies and other things that are in the shows and in comics and whatnot that are considered canon and some that aren't, you know, considered canon. They're still having these nods that kind of go back to those things. Now, what happened when Grogu sat on the rock? You know, basically he sits there and he looks around and, you know, you've got... Are you um, talking, are are you talking about the butterfly? Yes. Okay. Um, so apparently right. that's actually, the, the blue butterflies are connected to Ben Solo. Which is a very interesting thing. So, the and it all kind of lines up is, The blue butterfly is connected to Ben Solo? Correct. So there is a how Star old? Wars. Okay, so how old would he be in this then? He, he would be a toddler. So okay. there, is a star, there is a Star Wars kid's. Um, I don't know if it's a, if it's a series or just like a book or something where it shows Ben Solo as a toddler. And one thing is he's collecting these blue butterflies and he has like this connection with blue butterflies. So if we're seeing blue butterflies flying around Grogu, I'm kind of like, Ooh, okay. Um, I, I, I looked it up just to be like, I wonder what the significance of the blue butterfly was because they wouldn't, again, they wouldn't just do it for no reason. So seeing that connection, I was like, okay, that's really interesting. There might be that something is, here. That is much better than what I thought. 
Right. So I, I figured you'd be happy to hear that. I um, thought I thought that this <laughs> was just referencing, you know, Anakin and Padme on tab on Naboo. Uh, no, I wasn't getting that. Weren't they weren't they playing wasn't there like a butterfly or like some kind of bugs that they were playing with when they had their whole lovey dovey scene? There was a lot of stuff. I mean, we didn't. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see any pears floating around. You know, they. Weren't, That's what I thought. That's what they I weren't thought rolling around in like sunflowers like, and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy. Like, uh, you know what? I I, I kind of have to. I really want to revisit Attack of the Clones again. You go ahead. Um. I, you let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, if if you if you stayed awake when we did our 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 initial reviews and commentaries of these movies, maybe you know you'd understand what was going on here. But that was yeah. So for those who don't know, um, about a uh, was it a year ago or two years ago now? It's well over two years ago. It was before we decided to start doing this. Right. Okay. So two years ago. Oh my. Um. Two years ago, we decided. That we would watch, uh, first of all, we talked about doing the MCU. We were going to watch 22, 23 Marvel movies. Um, yeah, that wasn't going to happen. That wasn't going to happen. That was going to take, with no sleep, you know, over two straight days. We're like, yeah, this is not going to happen. Um, so we switched to the Star Wars major release um, marathon. So the first thing we did was we sat, we actually got face-to-face, sat down, and did a, um, did a commentary video for the first two movies. First two being, I mean, we were doing it all in chronological, so we did episode one and episode two. By the time episode two started, Will was already asleep. So I sat there and did the commentary by myself, <laughs> and it was kind of sad. And then I guess, I guess with those files got lost, so we don't actually have those videos anymore, or Thank the God. audio or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, I was dressed up Thank like God. Obi-Wan. <laughs> It was it was interesting. All I have is a couple of quick cell phone videos, but that was definitely a challenge. And I think by the end of it, there were two things that you and I didn't want to deal with for a few months. Um, one, each other, because we were just tired of seeing each other, and two, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> we much. Were just, we were just so wiped out from Star Wars and each other. Everything I think we everything was on on each other's nerves at that point. So I dropped <laughs> dropped you off after I'm like see you later and I don't think we spoke for over a month. <laughs> and and we didn't watch anything Star Wars. So anyway, that was 2 years ago. I would definitely suggest that if anybody is is interested in doing a Star Wars marathon, you do it over the course of a few of maybe a week, you know, or a couple weeks. You watch a you know, you watch one you know, maybe one one a night. You know, and, and or, just for the sake of being, and just for the sake of being fully transparent, don't drink. <laughs> make make an yeah, attempt to do him sober. Yeah, that might help. That would definitely help. Don't. That would have yeah. helped us. That would that would have helped you stay awake. <laughs> anyway, um, not even sure where I was getting with the butterflies here and all that stuff. But anyway, the, the thing about the jetpack, I wanted to get at was I, I'm, I'm amazed at how well he can use that jetpack. So he had some, no, 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 um, Din. So at, at the, when he first got the jetpack um, from the armor bearer there, she, um, she's like, oh, have you trained under, you know, with these people? He's like, yeah, I've got, I've got training. She goes, okay, here you go, you know, and she says this thing about, like, make sure you're, you're, you're well-practiced because it'll take you a while for it to, you know, be configured right. But he we just starts using this. it. 
we talked yeah, about this happened? last season that he just started using it and he was fine. Like all that yeah. stuff about make sure you train and make sure you practice and configure all that was was pointless. That was a pointless conversation. It was completely thrown he put out that the thing, window. He put that thing on and he was perfectly fine and he knew exactly what he was doing. So that was yeah. just like and, a couple of minutes yeah. worth of dialogue that was just null and void. It didn't even matter. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little surprised that that's what ended up happening, but. I'm not. Anyway. I'm I'm honestly not. You see that a lot in television shows that are pressed for time, how something mm-hmm. will be brought up and then it will be very quickly dropped. They just want to throw it in there just for a little, you know, flair and pizzazz or at least attempt to. You, True, it's but the, not, I, I feel like, I feel in this show they haven't been doing that a lot. So to have this, it's very, it's very glaring, you know? It stands out a lot to me. So it makes me look at it and say, wow, he's really, really good with this jetpack. Like right here when he's flying through and then his landing is super soft. Mm. I'm like, wow, that's a really, really good landing. You know, so it, it shows that he clearly knows how to use this very well. And there was a there was no like training scene where he was teaching himself, which eh, I know we're not we're not big on montages because they're cliche, but just something would have been helpful to kind of give us a little bit like, okay, he's had some time to practice with this, not just like, oh, he, he's got it down. He's perfect. Right. I don't know. Well, but you know, yeah, it's, 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 anyway. it's, it's one of those things. I feel like, I feel like in certain, in certain situations, this show is very s- slow with building certain, you know, events. And then another mm-hmm. case, it, it's really fast. The, him right. being able to use a jetpack is just one of those situations where it's really fast because in the end, it doesn't matter. You're going to get to mm-hmm. the same result. One right. issue that I do have with how slow they you know, weave things in is you know, Grogu. How mm. we saw him lifting the mud horn, and then for a mm-hmm. long time, there really wasn't much of anything. And then Yeah, I'm surprised kind of, they started off with the mud he horn. Kind of, he kind of, exact, they start off with a mud horn, and then they regress and... He's kind of having a hard time communicating and he doesn't really know what to do with a ball. Like he knew mm-hmm. he knew to protect Din from the mud horn, but he had a problem with a metal ball. Well, I eh. think there's a difference there between between using it out of out of instinct to protect. In a, in a sense, or using it to play games with a little metal ball. You know, he and, and she um, Ahsoka kind of explained that in the last episode where she's like, He's hesitant. You know, he learned how to he learned to hide his powers because he didn't want people to know, you know, who and what he was. So he's hesitant to that, do that in front of people. OK, and I, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because there is isn't before we before we have that before we have that point where it's like he's hesitant to use his powers. The episode before or a couple of episodes before we see him stealing cookies from a child. Right. That's but nobody hiding. saw him. Nobody saw him though. It was just Come it was on, just man. it just happened. Don't don't you're you're, <laughs> you're now you're now you're forgiving for the sake of forgiving. A, a classroom <laughs> full of kids and a teacher and nobody notices this little green thing that, that that's stealing cookies. Well, nobody said anything. That's not hiding anything. That's that's that that's that's an example of an oversight. I'm going to yeah, call it what yeah, it is. Okay. So, All right. there's there's that. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're up, and I, 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 let's get back to how I feel about the show, I think, for a second here. Um, one thing I think is really cool, and we've discussed this before, again, there's that whole thing of it, like, it's not too Star Wars-y in certain senses, 
Um, I liked, I love that just like Luke knew nothing of the Force and nothing of the Jedi, you know, Din here is just, he's so out of the loop. And that could also be because he was living with that sect, you know, of all those people that were, you know, foundlings, basically mm-hmm. living with the whole, this is the way helmets on, blah, blah, blah. So it's really cool to see somebody who knows nothing of this kind of learning about it. It's almost like, you know, the new generation learning about Star Wars, you know, uh, and what's going on here. So he gets over to this rock. Oh, I guess they say this is a seeing stone. You see anything? <laughs> um, and he's like, okay, so maybe there's like a, you know, a, an on switch or something. Like he's looking around <laughs> trying to find a way to turn the thing on. And then that's when yeah. we see the slave one appear. I, I definitely shrieked with joy of because I, I didn't expect to see the slave one show up like that. Like that's the next time we're going to see Boba Fett is the slave one coming in. Cause we know like we're going somewhere with this. It's not just going to be like, Oh, what was that ship? That looks familiar. And then we'll find out in five more episodes next season. No, it's like, okay, you know, stuff's going down. So Boba shows up. And, you know, basically, um, yeah, he just wants to go over there and he's like, okay, we need to get out of here. And that's when he realizes there's this, this force, quote unquote, field that is literally, basically blocking literally, the, yeah, it's, the it's force, literally a force field. <laughs> the force is literally surrounding him. This is new. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is, this is, okay, here we go. Yep. This, this is new for, um... Or anything live action like this. I've seen something similar to this in um, some video games where it's basically like a burst of the force can like blow people away from you and stuff like that. You just mm-hmm. energy. Um, but here it's clearly this like connection where it's just like, okay. And I'm thinking, you know what? He's probably better protected being in that thing than he would be running around with Mando during everything else. So I'm like, eh, I'm you know what? You're Go ahead and that. find out what's going on. I'm very you surprised are. that you're saying that. Yes, because you, you've been very vocal being not all that up on the magic elements mm-hmm. either in this or in the MCU and mm-hmm. this is as about as magic as anything can get. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is up there. This is up there mm-hmm. on the magic scale. Mhm. No, I get it. I, I'm just uh, saying I, it exists. I'm so not... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm commenting on the fact that it was there. It's like, okay, well it's there and he's obviously wants to take care of him, but he and he's unsure Will this protect him? Is he going to be okay if I leave? Um, but whatever. He goes off there. And, and I think, you know what? I realized that I totally skipped a point that I wanted to make, and it was about the connection of Din and, and Grogu here. Um, or even earlier, when they're, when they're on the, um, the Razor Crest and they're on the way to get to Tython, um, th- they were having a conversation, basically. And that was the whole thing, where Din was actually connecting with him and they were almost having a back and forth conversation because he was he was hearing in his head how he was feeling and both of them didn't really want to go both of them didn't want to part and that was coming very clear with his responses like you know this is best for you right like you get that right like we need to do this because of this and this and and we're not getting much from you know this puppet's facial features you know not too much to really see you know how he's feeling about it but it's clear that Din is feeling a little bit of what's going on, you know, the conflict inside Grogu. So that was one thing I did want to touch upon because I thought it was a real big deal. But if you don't think eh. anything of it, then no. 
nah, again, I, I'm, and we've gone over this. I, my feelings on their relationship has been very apparent. I think if if anything, if anything, this was more Din trying to convince himself that it was what's, what was best. Yeah. And the only reason why I say that is because there is no dialogue coming from Grogu. And right. there are no facial features on a puppet. So well, we, mean, don't are, exact, we don't not, exactly not know what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We, we have no idea what, what he was think. thinking. That's what made me think there might have been something there. So it's it's speculation. You know, it could be. It might might not be. Whatever. But I just wanted to bring that up for a second. But now I want to get down to what was really cool about this. So we got Boba Fett showing up right there. He's got his hood on. He's looking all cool with his sticks on his back. All right. And base he's he just he wants the armor, which you know, of course, Din is misunderstanding and assuming that he's talking about the armor he's wearing. He's like, oh no no, you have to peel peel off my dead body. He's like, no, no, right. I want my armor. He's like, huh? The one that you took from Cobb Vance, that was my armor. Oh, okay, got it. He's been tracking him this entire time since Tatooine to get his armor back. I- I'm a little confused because, like, how... Well, I-, I guess it makes sense he couldn't track his armor. I- I'd like to know how we lost the armor. How we lost the armor, how did it end up in the Jawas um, sandcrawler there, and why couldn't he get it back from the Jawas? Hmm. You know, I'm wondering how that happened. Maybe we'll get an explanation, maybe in the next episode, because obviously we got them teaming up. But he wants his armor back. You know, why should I trust you? I got an, I got a sharpshooter up on the on the ledge right there. He's like, well, I'm good, but no, I'm we're aiming at your little green friend over there, which again makes me think I'm like, hey, maybe the force will protect him from a blast. <laughs> but regardless, that's. That's what I was thinking. Not, I'm like, go ahead and shoot. You're not really going to okay. do anything. He's, he's protected by this giant force field. Go ahead and shoot. Yeah, that's... Okay, good. So we're on the same page there. But it was just... Uh, again, we've got Din, who's very, very unsure of what is going on. He knows nothing of the force. It's totally just like this weird, hokey, like, okay, uh, I, I guess you sit here thing the entire time. And I, I love that. Again, it's this whole... He's... He does not know any of the other stuff that we know. It's somebody coming into it totally unknowing um, of, what's, of what this universe is about, you know, that we all know because we see it from the other side. And I love that he's not just buying into it and going, okay, and moving on. Like, he's still very, very unsettled and un- unsure of all of it. So I like yeah. that they're keeping, that, keeping it that way, and they're not just making him suddenly like, okay, I get it, and we're good. You know, oh, that's the force, right? Got it. Yeah, I know that. You know, he's just like, uh... Um, here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad they're not skipping over that development part because that would just be sad. It is kind of weird when you think about it because you get you you get some mentions in you know the Mandalorian background that there is this idea that Jedi bad, and I'm just surprised mm-hmm. that that was never taught to him. I guess, or it's not mm-hmm. more prevalent in his mind. Like how, I don't know, it, it, when you're living in this galaxy and you grow up in, in, in this Mandalorian set and you have this background of Jedi bad and you're just completely confused about the force, some, mm. I really hope that eventually we get something to explain that away. Yeah. Otherwise, meh. Yeah. Yeah, eh. we'll see. We'll see where they go. I, I, yeah, I'm interested in seeing what happens. 
I'm sure um, there will be. I'm, I'm sure something oh, is yeah. going to come up with it. It's just right now, it's oh, totally. just one of those things like, is this, is this a question for the sake of a question? Or, mm. you know, is, is there an actual point to everything, that, yeah. to, to everything that we're seeing right now, especially with, uh, in terms of Mandalorian and, and the Jedi? Is that going to be a thing yeah. that's going to come up later? I'm, th- that's I'm just assuming it things. would be. I'm assuming it so would be. I. I'm not, I don't think they're going to go full on jetpack with it, you know, where it's just totally forgotten and then whatever. Like they're, I feel like they're going to explain because they've done so well with everything else in it so far, you know, for for the most part, except for the jetpacks and a few others. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. I'm excited either way, but um, I thought one line was great, and right off the bat, it was it wasn't even like, hey, that sounded familiar, but I knew right off the bat when he's like, who are you? And he goes, I'm a simple man, you know. Boba says, I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy as my father before me. And I'm like, I totally remember an attack of the clones. That is exactly verbatim what Jango said to Obi-Wan when he met him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, I remember that. I'm fine with that. Now I don't, I don't have you're a fine with that. that okay. All. I was wondering I how you felt that about all. that. I mean, I would have been fine if he didn't say as my father before me, because that was a little bit on the nose, but you know, if, even if he just said, I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy, I would have been just like, oh, that's cool. You know, he's just saying it because he's, that's how he's, he's lived, you know, mm-hmm. and it just kind of became his thing, his, you know, way of life, way of living that he stuck with, you know, whether or not he remembered his father saying that at one point or not, it's just that that's just who he is, which would make total sense because he was a clone. Okay. Um, we see Fennec. Now, uh, we referred to this character as FedEx before, FedEx Chan. Um, but we, we, you know, I, I subtitled it this time so I can get some real names. I'm like, oh, that makes things so much easier. So Fennec Shan is back. It, she's the sharpshooter working with Boba. Is that the, at the first time we saw Boba there and we were wondering who that was. And I kept saying, I'm pretty sure that's Boba Fett. And you argued with me and you argued with me, but you know, I was right. Um, anyway, he saved her life. Now she owes him a debt. You know, I, I love this whole, like, you know, life debt and, you know, things that they got people have going on here where it's just like, hey, you did something for me. I'm going to honor you and honor that by by working with you and, you know, serving you in a way. It's 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 cool. You know, it's nice to see that people have honor in this universe right. here where nowadays it's just I mean, whatever. We're living in a totally different society. And that's just kind of how it is. Like, oh, thanks for doing that, man. I'll uh, I'll send you a Christmas card or something, you know, and whatever. Not like, hey, you know, you whatever. I'm not saying we need to go around and, and be indentured servants. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But still, it's like, it's nice that people are recognizing there's an honor that's lost today. Anyway, um, they basically want to sit down and talk, and that's where his jetpack comes off. You know, put down your guns, put down your jetpack. We need to talk about this because I, I want this armor. So they come up with this agreement of, listen, if you give me back the armor, I will guarantee the safety of the child and you. Now, that was the, the big key line there that was very, that stuck with it. It's not just like, hey, we'll leave you alone. It's like, we will guarantee the safety of you and the child. Okay. Right. And then immediately after that, we see a trooper come down, a trooper cruiser coming down. Ugh. So, immediately Din runs back up to the top of this mountain, tries again, gets tossed back 20, 25 feet. At this point, I would have been like, all right, well, whatever. I got to get up and fight. But I guess he was unconscious for a bit because we didn't see him again for a little while. Um, so the troopers are down there. They're, they're fighting. Um, 
the the trooper yells out to one of his like, oh, flank flank over on the left, and he's like, what? And he goes, flank them, you idiot. You know, I, I like that we're having um, the stormtroopers that are are not clones. Obviously, you know, now that they're just regular stormtroopers, they have a mm-hmm. lot more. They have a lot more personality now, and I love that. I mean, we saw it. I mean, we can keep on going back to the episode with the two stormtroopers. They're the ones who captured the child, captured Grogu out in the uh, the desert. They killed Queel and took him. And uh, oh, jeez, why am I forgetting his name? Um, anyway, I love that guy, uh, Sadakis, Jason Sadakis, and the other guy. I, I I thought that was brilliant. You know, then there's the whole like shooting can't hit a thing. It was great, but you see it there. Um, I thought, um, what was that? And was it in the Last Jedi? Would are like, hey, is that the Knights of Ren? Oh, that's so cool! You know, yeah. For for a movie, I was a little disappointed they went that far with it. But then there was another one where where Kylo's going off and just like smashing stuff with his lightsaber, and they kind of stop and they go, no, we're not going this way, and they turn around and go the other way. Things like that, like they're really starting to give more character to the stormtroopers, and I do like that to a point. It adds a comedic level to it. So that's kind of what happened here. The trooper flanked them, you idiot. Okay. We see that they're, um, these are different troopers. These are the New Republic, you know, troopers that we're seeing. Um, yeah, it's the New Republic at this point. Yeah, not the, whatever. All these different things that are happening. I don't know which government is trying to take over here and what's the empire anymore. It's, it's, it's starting to get a lot very political <laughs> and confusing because of all the different timelines. I don't think it is. The, the, um, it's very, I thought it's, I think it's very obvious that these are the remnants of the empire and they are trying mm-hmm. to, oh, you yeah. know, but what do make they a comeback. Themselves? Yeah. What do they call themselves? Yeah. This is the new, Re- is this the new Republic? No, the new Republic is uh, the new, the, the new order. The it's new <laughs> order is, is not even a thought yet. Yeah, that's that's the new stuff that's that's introduced in Force Awakens. Not during the timeline of this television series is the New Order even a thought yet. They, they it is still very much the Empire. Even though the Empire has fallen, we're seeing the remnants of that. I thought that that was very obvious. That's been very obvious from the jump. Right. But we've um, all, so we're, we're, I, what we're seeing here is we're seeing different storm it's it's the helmets. It's the different helmets. When you start seeing new helmets and different things change, you start to go, okay, so what is this? Is this when they're developing a new order? You know, this is, it obviously starts from, it was birthed from the Empire. So that's what they're working towards is the new order. I mean, and now, obviously, they're throwing out, you know, General Thrawn's name, or Grand Admiral Thrawn, rather. They're throwing that out there. So it's like, oh, man, so that is the remnant of the Empire. That's like the main guy. So... I like after watching this episode, I totally forgot that Thrawn was even involved because we're we're back to Gideon again. So I I doubt we're gonna see much of Thrawn. Maybe just like a like a Thanosy you know thing at the very end of the of this season. We'll see a little tidbit. Yeah, he'll of, he'll know, he'll definitely Thrawn make an appearance. His little blue face. Yeah, I mean, in one way or another, it's I don't think it's gonna be to to the degree that we've seen Gideon. So we'll um, not yet. We'll see. Um. But Boba's out there with a stick, you know, and again, it's, it's nice to see the stormtroopers getting taken out by, by somewhat primitive weapons, you know, just like the, the armor bearer there, just like smacking faces with hammers and whatnot and busting, the, busting the, the helmets. So we get to see Boba having fun. I'm thinking about this and I'm like, man, these like cult fans of Boba 
you know, that have been there since like, you know, since the 80s, since Empire came out, are probably really digging this right now. You know, we're finally seeing yeah, a lot more Boba are. Fett. And it was just like, okay, this right so this, now. I mean, this episode is clearly the episode that gives those cult followers, you know, what they were looking for, you know? Um, I mean, we see, he comes back after things are going down and he, he sees the razor crest and he just kind of, he glares at it and you're like, okay, he's going to go get his armor. When he comes back with his armor, it's like, it's epic. It's this epic, like wow. slow pan up. What? You thought it it's was the epic. way they, the way they shot it, the way okay. they shot it, they shot it in an epic dramatic, you know, return, like epic return way. So he shows up, there's like a bomb that's thrown. I'm just like, yeah, Mando's got those bombs. But I'm like, well, it's clearly not him because he's standing there. And then they show Boba. They do like this pan up to him looking like huge, you know, in his suit again, um, in his armor. And, you know, takes a second and then he just back slaps, backhands a stormtrooper. <laughs> just backhands him. Like very, very, um, I, I, all I imagined was that that Batman and Robin meme, you know, just like slap, you're out of here. You know, and that's, mm. that was like the introduction of Boba Fett being Boba Fett again. It was definitely like that was a huge fan service moment. We've got Boba Fett back. Only difference is right. he's wearing a skirt. He's wearing a skirt now. So it looks a little different. He's um, wearing a skirt, a skirt and it's, it's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's put on some weight. He's put on he's some put weight. On, Time hasn't been very kind to weight. him. He's put on <laughs> quite know. a bit of weight. I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, age does a lot of things to the body. I'm not, yeah, and get, I'm not going to harp sagging. on that. Yeah, you here's, start sagging in some areas. It just happens. Here's what I am. Here's what I am going to harp on a little bit. And you brought it up. This is fan service for the sake of mm-hmm. fan service for oh, totally. the cult for the cult followers of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why this is here. That's the only mm-hmm. reason why Boba Fett has made his return in this television show. Oh, and of I like it. It's awesome. It's it's amazing visual. It's cool to see. Great. My problem is you're taking a character that, you know, Star Wars fans have kind of looked at like, hey, this is the guy in, in Solo and that was horrible what he did and all this other stuff. And now you're taking that character and you're making him sympathetic because now all of a sudden he's living by a code. Well, uh, we always knew Boba as a bounty hunter and bounty hunters... Especially if they're in the guild, they just do their job, no questions asked. They just do it. You know, very calculated and that's it. And I'm not saying this just to argue. I'm not saying this just to justify and sympathize and whatever. But, I mean, in reality, that's kind of what he was. He went out and he did his job. You know, he, his dad... The last, time, the last time we saw him, he was working for the Empire. The last time we saw him, he was hired by the Empire. Correct. He, he was contracted. Same thing. He was he contracted, was working, not, not hired, actually contracted. He was working for the Empire. You can disguise that not, with words like, you can disguise that with words like hired and contracted all you want. He was working for the Empire. And he came yeah. along and, and threw Solo into Carbonite, and it, it's been a thing now for decades. And, you know, mm-hmm. fans just attach themselves to this character over, you know, a few scenes from a couple of movies. And it's been that mm-hmm. way forever. And now all of a sudden it's, oh, he's against the Empire and now he's going to help out because he has this armor and it's just fan service for the sake of fan service. Call yeah. it what it is. Oh, it is. I, I agree. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's really cool. I'm just saying, like, it's... 
we talk about we talk about the show getting out there in this episode with the force field and now you're bringing you know the jedi it's becoming more more prominent and now boba fett this is (laughs) this is i have a feeling like this is going to change from being a space western into something a lot more star wars oh yeah do you know what i mean do you get what i mean Mm -hmm. like is is, or is it just me no i get what you mean but what i think is going to happen um, I mean, it's, it's what I hope is going to happen is we're going to get some more Star Wars stuff in there, but they're, they're not going to just like, I don't, I don't think they're going to build up the momentum and then just run with it like that. Like, I really feel like it's going to be like, here's a bunch of Star Wars stuff right now. And then, you know, kind of, it's going to be a roller coaster ride. Not just, we're not going to mm. stay on the height of it being Star Wars, Star Wars esque forever. We're going to have a roller coaster ride where it's like, filling in some gaps. Here's a bunch of really cool stuff and some fan service. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to focus more on Din and his journey. Okay. And here's what's going on here. Like we're going to kind of keep going up and down for a while. And that's what makes, makes the show interesting. Like you said, things are going to evolve. Things are going to change. No, they I'm have all, to, in order for a show to, to do that. But I'm I don't think we're going to get, I'm, I don't think it's going to get to a point of no return where they get too star Warsy and then they can't go back. I don't think it's going to do that. I, I, I kind of do think it's going to happen like that. And I don't necessarily have mm-hmm. a problem with it. When it becomes mm-hmm. fan service is when I do have a problem with it. For example, everything going on with Groku right now, I'm all on board with. I'm all right. on board with the way that he's using his powers. I'm mm-hmm. all on board with, you know, whatever's going to happen with the Jedi minus, you know, any kind of appearances from anything Skywalker. I'm I'm all for that because that's... To me, that's not fan servicey because you're doing something new with it. Right, right. And I'm I'm all for that. I'm on board with that. But but Boba for you, Fett, the big thing is you don't you hate resurrecting characters. I get that, you know. So this Boba Fett thing is not something that you're super excited about. Not um, at all. So may, may, maybe all. that's why you were so against me in the beginning, thinking it was him. I'm just like, no, it's totally him, man. <laughs> and I think for me, it's like everybody knows who Boba Fett is, and I always wondered, I'm like, why. He is a small character, and everybody loved him, so I-, I like that we're getting a justification. If you're going to resurrect a character, I want it to cost. I mm-hmm. want it to I cost something. Let, let, let there be some kind of stakes. It was mm-hmm. done in the MCU with Gamora. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. there was a timeline change there, and Quill is without a lover now. It cost mm-hmm. something. It wasn't just right. done for the sake of it being done. That was done very yeah. well, and I have no problem with that. Here, right. it's yeah. done simply for the sake of servicing fans. And well, let's let's see the, what they do. That, with Black that's a big Widow, part of the reason why I'm not on board with it. Yeah, hmm? well, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Black Widow because apparently, the the Black Widow we see next is going to be a clone. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's what I read, and I I don't know. <laughs> If yeah, that's the case, you might not, you one. you might not be very satisfied with that because not much is costing there. It's just a clone, so I don't meh, whatever. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway. Okay. Um. So, sorry, I got a work email. I got distracted for a second there. I can take care of that after. But um, basically, um, I, I want to say. That it was just, there were some things that happened here in this, in the fight scene anyway. You know, I know we kind of jumped right to the whole Boba Fett and his, you know, skirt return. But you got Fennec on top of this cliff, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Whatever. Um, oh my god! You got, you've got Fennec. That's on the top name. Of this. That's 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 such a perfect name for a robot chicken episode. Boba Fett and the, the skirt, skirt return. return. <laughs> Fennec's on top of this mountain, and she pushes this very large boulder with her feet. Um, yep. I have moved rocks. And it's taken five guys to move a rock that was a maybe a quarter the size of that boulder. There's no way that she pushed that boulder unless it was on it unless it was sitting on maybe maybe a couple inches, you know, a couple inches of dirt underneath. That's about it. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I just I didn't. I looked at it. I'm just like, nope. Sorry, that's not believable. But hey, whatever. Isn't she like? Wasn't she like built? Uh, it looked Isn't like she was part. J- by, uh, there was some. There was some joy things going on with her, so I forgave it. Yeah, maybe I saw that in the middle. There's something was done there. Okay, uh, yeah. I'll take that. Um, whatever. I guess we'll see. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. Anyway, I saw that. I thought that was kind of strange, and I just kind of moved on from it. But, whatever. It is what it is. Um, so we get in there. Oh, good. Sorry, I had to switch Bluetooth there. Still hear me? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. My Bluetooth died. Had to upgrade. Uh, this one's nicer. Just fits in my ear. So, um, big reveal, Boba in a skirt. The troopers basically see Boba come out, out at them, and he's, they're just like, Okay, we're out of here. <laughs> like, get out of here. He had, like, knee rockets. He had knee rockets. He had all these extra things. I'm thinking this whole time, like, this armor has had all these weapons sitting there the entire time? Strange. It's, it, it was odd to me that we didn't see Cobb Vanth using them or, or, or um, Din using them. But then again, I'm pretty sure that those little um, bombs that he threw, he just took from the Razor Crest. They weren't part of the armor itself. So he probably just, like, really geared himself up with whatever he could find in the Razor Crest. Okay, I'll allow it. They could have been part of it. For all you know, they could have been part of the armor. Maybe just, you know, Cobb Vanth didn't know how to use them. I guess so. That's, that's a possibility. Possible. Um, so, yeah, he comes in, does that, blah, 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 troopers retreat, and the jetpack rocket... Oh yeah, he shoots the rocket off the jetpack, right? And he takes out takes out one of the ships. I'm like, oh, he hit one. That's good. And then I saw it take out the other one. I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> I didn't expect it to take out the other one. Nice shot. Oh, I was aiming for the other one. Okay. Right after that, immediately after that, we're like, oh, nice. They won. That's great. And then a massive laser blast comes from the sky and takes out the Razor Crest. This is why I believe this episode is called The Tragedy. Because we've seen this hmm. Razor Crest go through so much. I mean, me, personally, I called this The Tragedy because I love the Razor Crest. It's one of my favorite ships, you know, since the Millennium Falcon. Probably because it's symmetrical, and the Millennium Falcon is not, and it throws me off. But this ship was just, I, I love this ship. It was just very well done. I like the way that they're, they're using, um, you know, the actual, like a model to animate this it's not just cg all the time for everything it's just it's really nice and now it's gone now it is a now it is a pile of dust in a big crater um that stinks and then we got what's his face there talking about the dark troopers now i want to talk about the dark troopers for a moment 
Um, Moff Gideon's like, are the dark troopers ready to go? Um, okay, are they engaged? Let's, let's get them out there. So these roided out Iron Man battle droids come shooting out of this, um, Imperial cruiser, right? Yep. And so they come shooting down. Now I, I knew I'm just like, oh, Will's going to be like, this looks way too much like Iron Man. But, Mm-mm. oh, okay. Nope. Okay. Especially nope. with the way they were. I, um, I, I don't think, I don't think they look too much like Iron Man. They actually well, they don't look, but they, they did remind, the they, 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 they did remind me of something from other superhero movies, but not Iron Man. They actually reminded me of the Sentinels from, uh, first class. Mm. Good call. Yes, very much. That's like what I thought when I when I first saw them. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. They're cool yeah. looking. I love this entire sequence. Oh yeah, no. So we this we entire sequence these... from the from the time the Razor Crest blows up to the end of this episode, I thought was mm-hmm. spot on. Oh, yeah. very well oh, executed. It was, it was very so well good. done. I agree. Um, the Dark Troopers. The first time we saw them was when Moff Gideon was standing there, and we see them kind of in that that little um. Uh, storage area for them and i'm and it's you know most of us were all thinking ooh, check it out new new uniforms for the troopers you know we're gonna see some dark troopers come out so mm-hmm. then we see them and they're coming out and we're like oh those are clearly not anybody that's not those aren't manned that's just those are just droids so they're actually imperial sentry droids which we saw um you you know we would see if we watched rebels so these were seen before they looked a bit different um these ones are a lot more um a lot more, looking a lot more human than the other ones because the sentry droids are a little bit bigger, um, the way that they were depicted previously. But, um, you know, he called them here the Dark Troopers. I thought that was interesting that we're going back to, um, to battle droids because that wasn't a big thing at all in the original trilogy, which, you know, takes place just before all this stuff. You know, we saw mm-hmm. a lot more battle droids way before in the prequel trilogy. So now we're getting back into more of that. So I thought it was cool just to kind of get that level back in. So now we're starting to tie in that old type of technology that people were relying on into this new, um, you know, day and time in the Star Wars universe. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where they go with this. But it's it's also very much like Terminator. I'm kind of like I saw that and I got chills up my spine. You know. Okay. So they they basically pop down there. Um, it, the funny thing is, as soon as, um, Din tries the third time to try to get through this force field, um, he doesn't get knocked back as far and he goes, okay, I'm going to go and try to protect you, you know? And as soon as he takes like five steps out of the frame, the force field goes down. I'm just like, ah, perfect timing. Great. That's just dandy. Okay. So sleepy Grogu, he f- lays down and falls asleep. So when these things come down to get him... He's just ripe for the picking. You know, he looks around. He's just like, oh, what are you guys doing? They pick him right up, grab and go. Adios. And they just shoot off as soon as he's on his way back up there. And he looks up and all you see is Grogu just kind of hanging in one of their arms, getting dragged up. (laughs) And that was like, oh, mortifying. I felt like, oh, my God, somebody do something. And as you said, where the heck is his jetpack and why is he not doing something about it? Exactly. But... What can he do against these robotic battle droids besides try to get close to them and shoot them down? That would be a challenging task for him to try to fight off. What were there, six of them? There was only four. Okay, whatever, four of them? Still, yeah. four of them. Trying to fight them off and not, not hurt Grogu? 
we That's have seen him we've seen him pull off some amazing feats before i'm we i'm pretty have, sure that this is something he would have been able against... to handle eh, i agree i'm pretty but sure not this was something he would have been able to handle it was just no he left he left his jetpack as an excuse to keep him grounded Mm-hmm. That, that that that's don't 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 go pick up your jetpack because in 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 the plot you're not allowed to go after Grogu. That's the only mm-hmm. reason why. I'm I'm I not know. that's not, that's not fooling me at all. That's why. If yeah, if he did, well, that's if that's he right. Turn around to... and go pick up his jetpack. He absolutely would have been able to do something. Right. That goes right back to like the horror movie where you know somebody's running and and they they trip. You know, it's like, oh, how did you trip? How did you trip? on a perfectly level ground and you're wearing shoes and not high heels. Like, I don't understand how you trip there. And then you just went, Oh, and that's, that's your end. You know, uh, that's what happened here. He tripped yep, and pretty much, and you know, just to kind of, just to speed up the plot. Um, I did a joke about that years ago. It was really, really funny. Um, I was in uh, whatever I thought it was funny when I was uh, doing some media production stuff in, in college, I was over at the Haverhill public access station and I made um, a Mentos commercial that was basically Michael Myers <laughs> was trying to catch somebody. And every single time he tried to get her, she got away. So he pops a Mentos and then he basically throws a chair at her legs, you know, and then she falls over. And then he, he's like, yeah, goes to like, you know, take her out. And, you know, after he pops in his Mentos again and smiles and looks back at the ghost face from scream and he gives him a thumbs up and he's like, yeah, you know, it, it was, it was really dumb. It was definitely not executed the way that my mind wanted it to go. Um, you know, I was working with, with students who were basically there to get a grade, and they, they didn't have the same vision I had, so whatever. But that's the whole point, is like you can totally speed this up, and it's like, oh, this happens, and then that happens, and it's like, oh, well, how do we, how do we get past this? Oh, well, just they, they conveniently trip over a chair. Ah, that'll do it. <laughs> he conveniently didn't have his jetpack because that was – and again, it was almost like – it almost didn't make any sense where he's like, I'll put down my gun. You put down your jetpack. I'm like, um, maybe you put down your gun? <laughs> like, what are you going to do with the jetpack? Fly away? Uh, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But it was, it was very convenient, so I agree with you. It was, it was very convenient that he happened to not have a jetpack at a time where, where Grogu was taken away by these droids with jetpack feet, you know? I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there we go. Um, so we saw as soon as as soon as um as that happened, as soon as the shot went off, we saw Boba just like split, like he just took off. Yeah, he had his jetpack and he just let, he just bounced. I was like, oh, yep. So where's he going? So I'm thinking he's going up there to find out where the shot came from, which I guess he was. He went off and got back to his ship to the Slave One and then started flying up there to see what was going on. And that's when. Um, after the, uh, Grogu gets taken away, Fennec looks up and she's just like, Hey, you know, don't let them get away. And he's like, yep, affirmative. I'm on it. And then, you know, which was strange because he had to come back, didn't have to come back and say, Hey, don't, don't attack them. He's, they got the child. Don't harm him. She's like, Oh yeah, don't harm the child. He's like, Oh, okay. Well, I'll just follow then. Like, did they really have to say that? Like, it seemed like he was trying to help out, but anyway, he just pulls this doc Brown oh my god, they found me, I don't know how, but they found me, type line, where he just goes, oh man, they're back. What? <laughs> the Empire, they're back. <laughs> like, it was such a, a dramatic line. But again, and I, and I love this, we saw physical acting 
in somebody in Mandalorian armor. Boba, just like we've seen with Din, was very like when you saw him shocked at what he saw, you could tell he was shocked by what he was seeing, you know, before he even said they're back, you know? Well done. I mm-hmm. think that's the that's the one thing I can still say about this show that just it's really good is they they've managed to get the physical acting down where you can yeah, you can understand emotion with no face and basically covering up the entire body except for maybe fingertips. You know, it's like wow, good for them. You know, good good for them to be able to do this and really get an emotion without having to speak emotion to a point. You know, and then eventually they do and it just adds to it. But like ah, oh, so cool. But he gets up there and he's just like, yeah, he's like, oh, there's no way it's them. He's like, I'm looking at the Imperial cruiser right now. Like, yeah, it's, this is the empire. Like clearly. So yeah, they get back down. Razor crest is reduced to ashes. Of course he finds the ball, you know, in all that entire mess, there's the ball cliche, but you know, obviously going to be a big deal. Once he rescues Grogu, he gives him back his ball. He's like, here's your ball. I got it. Okay. And the Beskar staff, which, you know, oh, that's Beskar, clearly, you know, because it lasted. Okay. And Boba pulls up his little thing. I love how you're Mm -hmm. such, I love how you're such an optimist. You just automatically believe that, you know, Din is going to be able to rescue Grogu. Well, why else would he take the ball? I hope that he doesn't. (laughs) You hope he doesn't? Oh, because you really want to see dark, dark Grogu. Well, that goes into the ending of this thing. Because mm-hmm. it's funny. Let's oh, just yeah. jump to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Let's jump to I it. I saw that, and I knew tw- you were excited. I knew you were excited. We're an, we're an hour and 20 minutes in already. Let's jump to the end of this thing. We see Grogu yeah. in a cell, and he's mm-hmm. basically playing ping pong with these two, <laughs> that with was these two awesome. stormtroopers. <laughs> it was incredible. It was incredible. It was so but good. it wore him out. The little, the little guy gets tuckered out really easily. All tuckered out. And then, then Moff Gideon comes in. The way, the way the Grogu was so attracted to the Darksaber was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right. If this isn't a sign that the dark side is going to play some kind of role in Grogu's development, I don't know what oh. else is. Of course. That, that's, that's the tragedy. You think yes. the tragedy was the Razor Crest getting blown up. I think the tragedy was No, 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 no. Was my, that scene. was my tragedy. That was my tragedy. I just love that ship wow. so much. <laughs> oh, well, then I think, but anyways, but you did say this is why this episode is titled The Tragedy because the Razor Crest got blown up. I think the tragedy is this scene right mm-hmm. here. Grogu oh, yeah. just so attracted to what that Darksaber is and what it represents. You mm-hmm. see it, it's, it's clear as day and it's amazing. So that's why mm-hmm. I say I really hope, I really hope the Mandalorian Din doesn't rescue Grogu. I want mm-hmm. this to develop. I want, I want this storyline. If this is a storyline we get in the third season of the show, I'm going to be more excited about the show than you are. I have a weird feeling that we're going to at some point see Din wielding it. The Darksaber? Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know about that. The called The Mandalorian, That's... and they're finally showing a Darksaber in anything live action. I don't know. I'm just... Just saying. <laughs> How cool would that be? A little bit cooler than Beskar, but anyway. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I think as we discussed before, you know, you, you were saying like their plan is to um is to turn him to the dark side. I'm like, mmm, because we even see at the end here, he's like, call Dr. Pershing. We've got our donor. 
you know, like that's still the main plan. The plan is still to extract, you know, the midichlorians, you know, from this being so they can do whatever they're trying to do, which is probably. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought the plan was to extract blood. Now we're extracting midichlorians. Midichlorians are in his blood. Remember? <laughs> Remember when Qui-Gon no. Jinn was using, the, was using the lady razor to, ch to check? Um, it, it was a lady razor. Look at it again. It's actually like an old Gillette like lady leg razor that he's using. <laughs> um, he was using that and testing Anakin's blood. And that's how we got the midichlorian count. So that's the whole point is they're trying to get this so they can do whatever. I think it's about more cloning, you know, force sensitive clones, you know, with that high of a midichlorian count. Yeah, that makes sense. But again, they we can't don't know get the full cloning plan. right. I know they can't, but that's why they're trying to 25, do it this 25, 30 years, 25, 30 years from this point, they still don't have cloning down right. There's no way right. that they're going to be able to accomplish this at this period so, in time. Right. It's, it's a minute, it's a minute detail. It doesn't matter. It seems like it does matter because they're trying to, okay, whatever. But we both see. know it's not, the, 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 the thing is here, we both know it's not going to work. So what is the point? So, okay, this goes back to what I said once before. Um, we watched Breaking Bad. We've both seen Breaking Bad. And then when Better Call Saul came out, I remember saying, why would I care to watch Better Call Saul? I don't really care what happened before because we know that what happens in Breaking Bad, spoiler alert, everybody, um, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, don't watch, don't listen anymore for, you know, block your ears for 30 seconds. Um, at the end, he has to go into like witness protection, basically, and have a whole new life, which did not happen before. So obviously something so bad happened at this point. How could a show that's going to be a prequel about it be anything as exciting? That was my thought process. So obviously they're going to find a way to make this exciting still, but still, you know, bring the, the main point out there. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, you're doing a prequel. Why would I want to see a prequel that we know that this isn't leading to something else? Like clones seems to be the big deal that they keep on talking about because we see clones and obviously attack of the clones, you know, and then from there on. And then we see it again with Snoke, who was a failed emperor clone. So, yeah, I don't see them giving up this whole thing. Cloning seems to be a real you know, continued you know, plot point in the Star Wars universe. We see it even in, in the video games there, The Force Awakens, you know, the, the clones of the main character there, Starkiller. You can have clones. You can have clones, no problem with clones, mm -hmm. but the Force-sensitive clone thing does not work. Period. Why? There's there's no Why? way of getting around this. So it's a minute detail. It does not matter. In the, in the overall scheme the of where we're going, it does not matter. That's I my point. My mind is on this. They're trying to make clones. They fail. Because if they wouldn't make this, they wouldn't make this entire show a tragedy. So, you know, Grogu just dies at the end and blah, blah, blah. Like... Something is like or gets captured and then we move on to something else. They wouldn't do that. It's Disney. I can't see them doing that. How do so, you know? How do you know they wouldn't just, do that? Did I say no? I didn't say I know. No, I said, I I said how think. do you? I, yeah, okay, you don't think they would. Why, why wouldn't you think that? Disney why, has done worse. Well, yeah, but I just don't think they're going to do it here. I know you probably want a dark ending. That's great. 
Oh, I, I, I think I think like we're it. absolutely I think we're absolutely going to get a dark ending. After oh, what we okay. saw here, I think we're absolutely going to get a dark ending. It's not going to I think listen. we're going to get some dark stuff, but we'll see. Okay. I think I think they're trying to open up I think they're trying to open up opportunities for a new trilogy later on that this will eventually have some kind of tie into. But we'll see. We'll see because they're they're so far, we've seen a lot of movies where they try to go back in time and do this and show this thing and show that and then tie it in, and it's never really worked. But so far, they've been doing a pretty good job with this, you know? I mean, yeah, there's, there's too many movies that have tried to throw prequels in there and, and little in-betweens, and it doesn't, doesn't happen. But here, I don't know, I just, I, I think with, with um, Favreau at the helm, we're, we're not going to be getting a lot of that disappointment. But, I mean, we shall see. So, I don't know. I, I think, yes, there's going to be some dark side stuff happening. There's going to be some conflict, some more continued conflict in Grogu. But, I don't know. We will see what happens. But I would not be surprised to see um, see Din holding a, a dark saber at some point. At some point. He might, he might wield it for a moment. I don't care. But it's probably going to happen. And we'll see. Um, I don't know. One thing. All right. Well, I'm still, I'm still, you know, a few episodes ago, I said that I'm off the whole cloning thing. I'm still off the mm-hmm. whole cloning thing. I don't right. think you can, you can, you can think that it's going to be a factor. I don't think it will be. Maybe they will try. Ultimately, it's going to fail. That's my whole mm-hmm. thing. And if ultimately we know what's going to fail, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a point of paying it any credence. That's my whole thing. Uh-huh. The cloning a doing the force sensitive cloning thing we know in the future from now they don't have down yet it does not work the right way that it's supposed to so mm-hmm. here there's no indication that it's going to either that's why i'm right. saying it's a minute detail it doesn't matter well, so i'm moving if, if on to the whatever case, the next step the is case, going to then, be if that's the case then rogue one is a is a minute detail too the entire movie because we know that they get the plans to just to you know to the rebels to take out the death. You're Star. absolutely right. You're you're so absolutely that whole movie right. Is one giant minor detail, but it was a good movie. <laughs> so of course it was a good movie. Doing I'm not saying that here. it wasn't a good movie. Yeah, I know, I know. So, what excited me here in this whole episode is, um, as I mentioned before in previous episodes, I was excited to see a team built up. We we see him working with other people, you know, throughout now and again. Um, some that are really on his side, some that aren't. Um, so far we've seen Kara and Grief be his best allies. And Queel, obviously, be his best allies in this show. Um, I'm interested now because he has built up built up more allies, how much further this is gonna go. Because he did find an ally in, in Bo Katan, to a point, you know. So that could play play a part here, not sure. But we see at the end of this episode here that he reaches out to Kara goes and talks to her and says, I need you to help me locate Mayfeld. I'm a little surprised. I didn't think he was going to go that far as to reach out to Mayfeld, but recognizing Mayfeld was a good soldier and has more information than he does because he was an ex-Imperial sharpshooter can probably find a way to get to Moff Gideon's light cruiser. So I'm wondering where we're going to go. Is he going to just go ahead and bump into him and uh, get some info from him? No, I don't think that. I think he's really going to try to recruit him. So I'm interested in seeing how that goes where he's recruiting a team because right now we've got Fennec, we've got Boba, who now at this point, you know, they even said right on there, it's like, you know, we're here to help you out. 
because um, they ensured the safety of him and the child. And obviously the child's gone, so they're indebted to him because he got, you know, he got back his armor. So we're seeing some honor here again, which is nice, um, which is showing me like, okay, I'm glad that this is going in this direction because we know that Fennec is a good fighter. We know Boba's a good fighter. We know that, um, that Mayfeld's good. Carrot and Grief. Eh, gr- grief, I don't know. I'm surprised we didn't see him at some point too, a little bit more. But, I mean, he's got a, quite a few um, decent allies at this point that, that he may recruit to get this done because this is a big deal now. You know, he's not just going into some little base. They're about to go into, um, go straight up to Moff Gideon himself. Because last time they, they were with Moff Gideon, he was basically shooting out the entire bar with that, um, that big gun. I forgot what they called the gun. So, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped because now we're, we're gearing up for the end. I mean, which, how many episodes do we have at this point? I mean, we've, uh, we only I have a couple more episodes. Either two or three, two or three episodes left. Yeah, only two, two episodes left in this season. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got 15 and 16. Yeah, because there's eight, eight per season. Um, yeah, th- this is going to be the big deal. This is, like, we're, we're here now. We understand the stakes. We know what's going on. We know everybody's getting kind of built up, and we've got this, this crew being, you know, set up together. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, but I'm, I'm pretty, I, I guess the term I'm constantly using is excited. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited to see what's going to happen because so far I haven't been super disappointed with what they're doing here. It's been a very long Neither time since I've been excited about a show. Um. Not, not to this degree. Like, I've been excited about, like, drama stuff, but this is just, this is a whole different thing. It's not just like, oh, that's a great story. Like, it's, it's exciting. It keeps on, you know, it has its roller coaster moments. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. It's like, this is really great. But you, it's not boring. That's the difference between a roller coaster that's boring. You know, it's got its lull moments, and it's got its high points. Like, there are so many different things going on here where even at the episodes that aren't, there's not too much happening... It's still a really great episode, like well shot, well written, well put together. You know, the graphics are great. You know, the, the one big bomb they drop in the episode is, is a big bomb, you know. And then you've got episodes like this where it's just like one hit after another. And but they're all really, really good. And now, you know, we're in we're in the end game. You know, the child's taken away again. Now they have to go rescue it. He wants to build up a team. So. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I think I'm done talking about this episode now. <laughs> I, I feel like it's been a week <laughs> since I've seen it. I'm just like, when can we hurry up and talk about this? Um, you know, because we, we obviously it comes out on Friday and we don't get it up. We don't talk about it until Monday. So it's like, oh, <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm glad we're finally doing it. I echo a lot of what you're saying. I'm excited to, to, to you know, get to the ending of this thing. I'm super excited to find out what exactly is going to happen and what what's going to be the setup for whatever's going to be going on in season three. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I'm going to disagree with you on, I'm not as excited as I have been for certain dramas that have been on in the past. I'm not ready to stamp this, you know, greatest series of all time or anything like that. I think it's far from it. Right. I, I, I oh, still yeah. think this television show in general, there are some problems here and there for me, but overall, I mean, I'm with you. It's been very yeah. well written so far, even if some of the characters eh, are, you know, I'm not, up on um some of the fan servicey things i'm still not up on i'm still not on board with but overall great series great little series uh yeah i think it i think it's going to pave the way for a lot of what disney plus can do with television series in the future and i think i'm more excited about that than i am about this show 
I think the show, I think the show in general can be used as somewhat of a blueprint and right. things can kind of progress forward, you know, in time. I'm, I think I'm more excited about that, like the prospect of what right. else Disney Plus and, and, and what else, you know, within the Star Wars universe or even the Marvel universe is going to be able to do with television series. It kind of right. turns the page. You know, we went through the whole thing with, you know, we had sitcoms in the 90s and then during the you know, early to, to, to late 2000 and mid 2010s, we had, you know, everything with the drama series. And now it feels mm-hmm. like we're moving into the next wave of what popular television is going to be. Right. That has me more excited than anything else. It's just the prospect of what's going to come in the future. And yeah, I'm optimistic about that. And yeah. that's about it. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think... I think for for me personally, um, it, this is one of the first times in a very long time where I've watched a show that's current, you know, and have been excited about it. Just because there's there's been there's been so many things that have come out in in years. Everybody's like, oh, this show's great, and I watch it and whatever. Um, the Walking Dead. I, I know I mentioned this in, a, in an older episode that we've had, probably in the first season of us talking about Mando. Is um, I was all pumped for The Walking Dead when it came out. Like the the first day it aired, I was like ready to watch it. I was waiting for weeks for it to 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 air, and I caught it all the time, and I'd watch it every time it was out. And then, you know, I loved it. But then after the few seasons went by, it just it it was more of a chore. I'm like, I just want to watch this just so I understand the story. You know, that's it. I just want to get this done. You know, maybe they'll finally get somewhere with the show that I enjoyed again. So I I fell off of that. And even with some of the other shows, like I was watching The Flash and, you know, other CW, like the Arrowverse shows, uh, you know, I, I kind of fell off of that, too, because it just it wasn't it wasn't the same anymore. So for me to get into a show that takes for me, this show is a big redemption for the Star Wars franchise. Um, the the sequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy itself, The Force Awakens, a lot of people had a lot of stuff, a lot of hate towards it, saying um, you know, when I first saw it, I'm just like, you know what? This feels a lot more like a Star Wars movie than other stuff we've seen. I was very excited to see it. But in that same exact It felt vein, like a Star Wars people, movie because it was a ripoff of New Hope. Exactly what everybody was saying. It was a ripoff of New Hope. I can see that. I can appreciate that. But I can also see Abrams going like, what do you want, guys? Do you want it to feel like a Star Wars movie or do you want it to be a totally different thing? Like, it's like he, he gave people what it seemed like they were asking for. And then when they got it to like, I wanted chocolate cake. It's like, ah, okay. <laughs> you know, whatever. So it, it's disappointing. And, and you have to understand that when you're, when you're creating something, you can't really satisfy everybody. You know, just like politics. You can't, you're not going to get a president who everybody is going to love who's going to do all the right things, and if he makes a mistake, you go, or they make a mistake, you go, hey, they'll get the, he'll get it next time. You know, people just like to complain. People want to complain, say, I could have done it better. Okay, go ahead, do it better. Let's get some more filmmakers out there, some more people who actually want to get into the arts and make stuff, and let's do it. You know, I, I, I look at tons of movies and say, oh, man, I wish I had the opportunity to be a part of that production team and give my input and be a part of it. You know, but I recognize that I'm not I I wouldn't be the showrunner for anything because I don't want that pressure. That's a lot. That's ridiculous. That's a lot of pressure that you have people back and forth, you know, saying, I don't like this. This should be done this way. You mess this up. Thanks for ruining this franchise for me. Like, oh, man, that must be difficult. But I think in the circumstances, J.J. Abrams did what he could 
with, you know, the, the lemons he was given, you know? He, he, he made some lemonade that, uh, you know, was it sour? Yeah, it was pretty sour. Because of what happened in the middle, how do you really come back from that? He had his little slaps in the face back to Johnson saying, you know, with Luke looking back and saying, I was wrong. It's like, oh, you know, and it's clear that there was a big struggle, you know, a power struggle going back and forth between the two guys. But, um, yeah, it's I, I'm just happy to see this because I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that a TV show is doing so well to lift this franchise back up. That's not just like contradicting itself constantly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I have a renewed hope for this franchise in a way, you know, and it's it, again, it kind of goes back to, you know, there's that whole quit while you're ahead thing. It's like, I really hope they make this finite and they just make this. They have this have a great finale. You know, let's just say they only go to three or four seasons and the and they just they finalize it and say, here it is. There's a finite story here and we're done with it. Because if they try, if they try to drag this on, they might just find themselves going down different avenues that just take it off the rails and make it like everything else. And I don't want to see that. Uh, we're done. All right. <laughs> so thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, we have some other stuff, as I mentioned in my little update, we have some other stuff coming out. Will is going to continue. Um, he's got some, some stuff that's going to pop up now and again with his, uh, with pro wrestling stuff that's going on. I know he had the AEW. Maybe that's, um, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big, maybe I did one episode. Maybe I'll do another one in the future. It just depends okay. on, Everything that happens in the world of pro wrestling is slow, so it, mm. it just it, it entirely depends on you know news and and big key events that happen. It's not going to be mm -hmm. a weekly thing. It might be a bi-weekly thing. I really don't know yet. Yeah. So hey, if it's there, it's it's good. So I want to make sure we you know give a little shout out to what you know the other project you're working on because hey, it's 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 some pretty cool stuff. I I enjoyed I enjoyed the episode that I got to hear. So. Anyway, um, again, you know, we love having people um, connect with us and throw some stuff out. We've definitely had a few people with some ideas, um, some comments, and some, um, some just thoughts on, on what we're doing. Um, if anybody wants to come join us, you know, we love that collaboration as well. So feel free to reach out. You can directly message us right on the, um, the Black and White Productions Facebook page. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're just, we're just excited. We got two more episodes of this, and then... You know, the other stuff we have coming out, uh, keep an eye out every other Thursday for some some of our backlogged stuff. And yeah, we'll um, we'll be back soon. You guys have a good one.